Well, good morning again. Good morning. I, I get the awesome task today of, of preaching two times and once before potluck and then one time after. I don't know which one's going to be harder, though. So I'll, I'll see what happens, right? So if we're all asleep for the second one, we'll know which. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for being here today as we celebrate the, the amazing truth that Jesus is risen. You know, throughout, throughout the years, every Easter Sunday, I'd hear the phrase, you know, he is risen. And then the one, one hearing that would say, well, he is risen indeed. And then, you know, I was, I would have, I would have researched that, you know, you, you Google it or you got questions, it, you know, you know, but usually got questions is the, the first one. But uh, this, this traditional greeting is actually based on Luke 24, 34, which says this saying, the Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. Uh, this is an address that we should uh, have together uh, between each other as a joyous reminder of the news of that morning, from that morning, that Jesus' death was not in vain, because in his death he has overcome sin and death itself. In the resurrection of Christ we are given hope in salvation, and we look forward to our very own resurrection and eternal life found in Jesus the Messiah. So that, yeah, that was from gotquestions.org, or yeah, .org. Let's let's proclaim it this morning. He is risen. He is risen. Woo! Let's start with a word of prayer. <laughs> oh, Father God, we we thank you for this time together. How we can stand here and proclaim who you are. We can sing to you and praise you for all that you have done upon the cross. You know, I think back even you know as as we look at to Christmas or look back to Christmas uh, either way uh, that we we can celebrate the incarnation the fact that Jesus came into the world to save sinners and that as we celebrated on Palm Sunday that he set his face like a flint to Jerusalem to be on the ransom mission for humanity and Lord that on Good Friday he paid the price for all of the penalty, all of the wrath of sin, and that he spoke the words, it is finished. And we praise you that he did not stay dead, but was risen three days later, all according to scripture, Lord. And we thank you for that. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, good morning, turkeys. <laughs> when we got back from Minnesota, you knew you were home once you heard that call. It was like, yeah, we're here. We're at someone. <laughs> Oh, he's coming to church. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Humanity, from the beginning, has had a quest. A quest that is a, a question. A question for more. And we ask... Is there more? Is there more to life? Is there more to this or that? Is there more meaning? You know, what we are striking at there with that question is a, is a quest for purpose. We are constantly looking for more. 
for meaning, for something or someone to fill, fulfill us. Now, Christianity proclaims and points to this truth that this question, this quest, has been answered. Yes, there is more. We can find purpose, and we have the proof. We only need to look at one event, the resurrection of Jesus the Messiah from the dead, to see that the Son of Man who was put to death is now alive. Paul says this in the book of Romans, declared to be the Son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. We see that the, the resurrection tells us and shows us that the proof is here. Jesus is the Son of God, and that he has always been that, is declared, Paul says, for all to know and see. And the resurrection is a historical fact that no one can merely pass by. Uh, two of the most uh, more famous uh, apologists, uh, Lee Strobel and Josh McDowell, uh, that, that was the, the part that they couldn't get past. And then they became Christian apologists. So it's pretty cool. And we see that the Son of God has come to set us free from sin and death. And he has come, in fact, to show us God. John the Apostle states this in his Gospels, in his Gospel. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And he goes on a few verses later. No one has ever seen God. The only God who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. Now Jesus is the word from God. He came here to show us him, and he came with grace and truth to show us the unseen God. This is, this is revealed to us, that there is a God. You know, from creation to the spoken word, we have all of these proofs now, not just the resurrection, but we, all of these proofs that there is a God, that he is not silent, that he has created, that he has formed and framed all that is seen and unseen. And he has given his law, his promise, and his son. And all of this is God showing himself to humanity, telling them, telling all of us of him and of their need of salvation and of the judgment of all things to come. And we are all without excuse because we have all the proof we need. Paul says this matter-of-factly in Romans for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and his divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in things that have been made so that they are without excuse. And whatever we are looking through what, or looking for, whatever we are struggling with, we can find redemption here in Christ Jesus. We can be justified in the sight of God. And we have someone then that will be with us throughout our lives because he understands where we're at. You know, the author of Hebrews states this, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. See, we, we walk in a life full of struggle, 
full of hardship and sin, full of things we're dealing with. As we walk in this life, we have someone who can help us in everything, and that is Jesus. And also this, and the scripture. A movable pulpit. (laughs) And the Bible. The Bible is the breathed out word of God. And it is profitable for teaching and correction and reproof and training. That we can be ready in season and out of season for every good work that God has for us. Yeah, as, we, as we gather today, we come to celebrate, to worship, and to call out to the world, come. Now, Jesus says this in the Gospel of Matthew. He says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And when we're, bless you, when we're down and out, when we're struggling, we, we come to Jesus and he will give us rest. We learn from him. He is gentle and lowly and he will walk with us throughout life. You know, here in Christ, we find the very rest we need for our souls. For his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And you know, we see that, you know, from the verses in Hebrew, the Hebrews, that he is the one that can understand all of our problems and pains. He knows all the issues, and he came to deal with the, the very root of our problem, which is sin, and he dealt with it upon the cross. Paul says it matter-of-factly in Colossians, that for in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And God in the flesh came to deal with all of our problems. How cool is that? I see the one that has made all things, the one who is above all things, came to bring us back to himself. It is by the blood of the lamb upon the cross that the wrath of God was completely satisfied. So why is, why is it needed? Well, it kind of just answered itself, right? It's a much needed question. Hey, why does it all matter? Well, this event, this day of celebration, proclaims the resurrection of Christ. The one who died for you and me and all of humanity came back from the dead and defeated something that we cannot defeat or wage before a holy God and death itself. It matters because one day we will stand before a holy and almighty God. We will give an account to our lives. I think the question is, is do we want to be alone on that day or do we want someone beside us? And that someone can stand before God and tell his father that we are blameless because we are hidden in him. And Jesus has overcome everything that we cannot. He is the final word from God and everything comes together through him and in him. And he is the judge of all things. And by him, he is reaching down to all of humanity. The author of Hebrews says this, 
Long ago at many times and in many ways God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days he has spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed the heir of all things, through whom he also created the world. And he is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. You know, today we we've, may have heard things about God or gods. We may have heard things from family or friends or from our culture or from other worldviews. But this is the word from God. The final spoken word is found in Jesus. So he is God come to deal with sin. And he did. And now he is alive and sitting at the right hand of the Father in heaven. You know, today, if you don't know Jesus, know that he calls. He calls to you to come and receive him and find grace and mercy in his everlasting and ever loving arms. He's gentle and lowly, and he calls us to come. If you know Jesus, surrender your struggles to him. Let him carry you and learn from that easy and light burden. And if you are here and you have questions, we, we welcome. Welcome them to be asked. See, the God of the Bible is not afraid of any question. As a matter of fact, uh, probably the most quoted verse from me, he comes to say, come and reason. Come, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, he shall be, they shall be as white as snow. And though they are red like crimson, they shall be like wool. Exact same way in Isaiah. is the exact same way of how he justifies us. He does it. The Lord does it. Let's uh, end in a word of prayer. Uh, Father God, we thank you for today. Thank you for the final word. For your son come down to save humanity. Thank you for your breathed out word in the scripture. That we can learn from you each and every day. Lord, we thank you for the salvation found in Christ alone, through faith alone, by grace alone. And we proclaim these things to the world to come to know him. To surrender all of our struggles, Lord, whatever we're struggling with to you to come together as the body of Christ and fellowship and bear one another's burdens. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you uh, for everything that you have given us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.